Welcome to the 3D Parent Podcast. My name is Bevan Walters, your host and founder of The 3D Parent. I'm a certified parent coach and have spent the last decade living my calling in life, helping parents navigate the tough stuff like tantrums, sibling conflict, screen time overload, and managing the transition into the teenage years. My purpose is to provide you with the tools you need as a parent to lead with dignity, direction, and deep connection in your family relationships. My goal in creating the 3D Parent Podcast is to inform, empower, and increase confidence in parents so they can trust their instincts and make the best decisions possible for their families. For these reasons, I've rated this podcast FPEO for parents' ears only. Parenting is challenging, but you don't have to do it alone. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 3D Parent Podcast. So when this episode airs, it will be December 6th, which is almost at my one year anniversary mark from when I launched the 3D Parent Podcast last December 8th. So yay, I've made it a year. This is my 58th episode that I'm airing and I want to thank all of you listeners who have joined me. Um, from the very beginning, or maybe you're a new listener, um, listening and supporting and joining in the 3D Parent community. If you haven't done so, I encourage you to look me up on all the platforms and follow me on Facebook and Instagram, or perhaps consider joining the 3D Parent Lounge, which is an online free Facebook community for more parenting support and ideas. But I really wanted to thank you all for joining and listening and subscribing and leaving comments and reviews. If you haven't done so yet, hint, hint, I would love that. I'd always love to have the opportunity to reach even more parents who are eager for support, ideas, inspiration when it comes to raising their families. So today's episode, I've done kind of a series of these as it's turned out, because here we are still in this pandemic during this time of COVID-19, and each time we come upon a new period, time period, um, time of year or whatever, I find myself called to create an episode to kind of give parents an idea or ways to think about things like, in this case, the holidays given the COVID pandemic and ways in which we're having to kind of readjust or reimagine the time we're spending together um, as a family. So today's episode is, I've called it, Have Yourself a Merry COVID Christmas. Of course, this refers to anything having to do with holidays, regardless of if you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or any other holiday um, that happens this time of year. The idea is just how to create some magic, some fun, some goodness, uh, given a time that is so different when we can't do things we typically have. I know my family, we love taking in theater and performing arts um, that come about this time of year. We love to see our local in Seattle, our local ballet company, the Pacific Northwest Ballet. They put on a fabulous production of the Nutcracker, we'd love to watch that. We have other theaters that have a tradition. The ACT Theater has a tradition of putting on a production of A Christmas Carol every year, which is just incre incredible, just fabulous production quality every year. And we've even had friends who performed in that. Um, and there's just so much that's available at all of our local theaters um, that we try and mix it up and take in different things every year. And this year, of course, 
theater and concerts and things of that nature are not an option. And then of course, usually our schedule is overflowing with activities that we like to take in um, parties and family gatherings that we just can't do. Some years, last year included, um, I have, or myself with some of my kids, or maybe just my kids by themselves, have been involved in some theater productions ourselves. Last year, my son Scooter and I were in a production of A Christmas Story at a local regional theater, and it was such a good time. I didn't realize it was going to be the last theater production that I would be in. Um, it's been almost a year since I've been in a theater production, which is a long stretch for me. Um, so I'm pretty active in the performing arts. So yeah, it's a real different year for us and for all of you as well. So I wanted to come up with a short episode, just giving you some thoughts and ideas to maybe start some new traditions or just do something different this year, given the restrictions, given the fact that we are trying to stay physically distant, but still connected to one another um, as families and beyond. So here is a bunch of ideas to have a very merry COVID holiday season. My first suggestion is to find where there are holiday light displays. In some cities across the U.S., there are huge, huge light displays that you will actually purchase a ticket ahead of time and do a drive-through type light display. There's a big outfit. It's actually not in my city, but it's called World of Illumination. And if you're lucky enough to have a, um, a World of Illumination holiday display in your city, look it up and check it out. It looks like it's the best of the best. Just an incredible opportunity to do a drive-through light display. Um, in where I live or close to where I live in Seattle, the uh, the fairgrounds, the Puyallup Fair that happens annually, they've taken that open and over and they're putting together a holiday magic drive-through experience. These are pretty low cost. Um, you do have to buy tickets ahead of time to again, reduce the amount of contact you could possibly have with people there. But they're just another fun thing that you may have never done before because why? Why have we ever had the need to do drive-through light displays in the past? Look it up and see what might be available near where you live. Then of course there are the free experiences of this type, which would be neighborhoods that are famous for going all out with light displays. I know again in Seattle, we have Candy Cane Lane in the Ravenna neighborhood, which my family every now and then a few years will will take the time to drive over there and, and look at their displays. They're always over the top and incredible. Each year that neighborhood outdoes itself, outdoes itself and offers something more. I'm sure it will be very popular this year, given the fact that there are a lot of things that are not available. So go early and find out areas that are really, really well known in your neighborhood for going all out with their lighting and holiday displays. My next suggestion is to, if you have a local zoo um, or maybe a botanical garden, look up and see what they're offering in terms of their light displays. I know our local zoos in the Seattle area, they have, um, every year they have holiday zoo lights um, displays and 
it's the same this year. They're having you buy tickets ahead of time. They're really spacing it out to maintain that safety. They're restricting the direction in which you can walk to take in to space out the different parties. But since it happens outdoors and it is um, being done with a reduced number of people who can take it in, it's another safe option. These things will sell out early. In fact, I know some nights have already sold out. We bought tickets already. Uh, my daughter's Girl Scout troop is going to be um, taking in the zoo lights this year as a group when we bought tickets and I believe they're already sold out for the, the night and the time that we've gone. So take a look and see what might be available before it's too late. Even though it's early in the season, these things will be very popular this year because there's not a lot that's available. Another thing you might want to look into, again, being indoors in crowded areas like malls and shopping centers is not a great idea. That's pretty high risk, especially with the current COVID numbers. But there are some outdoor markets that are available. So look again, go out and look and see what is available where you live. Is there an outdoor market where you could take in some of the fun of the holidays and shopping, but in an area that's much safer because of it being outdoors with maximum ventilation? Another idea, a lot of people like to gather with friends at restaurants during the holidays. And while there may be some restaurants that are open depending upon where you live and the restrictions, um, there may be some gatherings that are possible in restaurants. But if you're trying to be extra cautious or that's not possible, look in to see if you can, instead of going to a restaurant, if you could have meals catered for your family or very small gathering. Um, that way you can support restaurants in keeping their doors open and keeping their chefs and cooks and sous chefs, et cetera, employed. Um, and it also for you, less stress, you don't have to do all the cooking for your family. Look into how you could support restaurants and have a meal catered. Another big holiday tradition for a lot of people is Santa visits and Santa pictures. And no doubt, you know, sitting on Santa's lap in crowded indoor spaces is a no-go this year. So there are a lot of different opportunities and options that are available um, to look into. Um, there are some malls that are still offering St. Nick and Santa photos, but they are being done with, of course, a lot of restrictions in place to be COVID, um, you know, to include all the COVID safety standards. You can expect definitely no sitting on Santa's knee um, in most places, depending upon where you live. Of course, there could be some differences in what is offered, but in most larger cities, um, where they typically have had Santa St. Nick visits. You can expect not to be sitting on Santa's knee, but to have something different. Some of the things that I've read about online have included having Santa behind plexiglass, kind of inside a, um, where, you know, he's there, you could visit and talk to him, but he'd be behind plexiglass. Um, I, a friend of mine told me that some mall Santas are gonna be inside a snow globe. So it will be like a living snow globe where you can still take pictures, but you'd be on the outside and Santa would be on the inside of the pexiglass or perhaps a snow globe. Um, in some cases, they're just having Santa being up like high in the background, up on um, like a bleacher and the kids can be down the bottom. But you should expect there to be, again, COVID screenings and temperature checks and masks required in all of these places. 
And so some people wonder, gosh, if it's even worth doing this year. Of course, every family has to make their own risk assessment. Um, it might be worth it for you, or you may be in an area where the COVID numbers are not out of control. And, you know, I think actually having a Santa picture that you frame up where they're wearing masks, hey, it's definitely a sign of the holidays, year 2020. Why not? It would be something certainly to look back on and be able to talk about for years to come. Um, again, with these types of Santa visits that are able to happen with uh, in person, but with all the COVID restrictions, you definitely are going to be needing to have a reservation and not be standing in long crowded lines, because of course that would be not safe. So look online, see what's available, see when reservations are needed um, for these in-person type of visits, should you choose to do so. Um, another option that is available is to do Zoom appointments with Santa, maybe perhaps even with him at home in the North Pole. Um, our local Nordstrom department store where my family has gone for Santa pictures every year, they're not offering in-person Santa visits. However, they are doing these virtual appointment visits with Santa where kids can talk to Santa and give their wishes and interact with him on a personal level um, for 15 minute kind of chats, virtual chats. Um, and so this is another fun option for your kids to get to interact with Santa. Of course, the other option is for them to write handwritten letters and to mail them off to Santa. You can check online parents for places that you can mail their letters to Santa and even receive handwritten letters that are personalized back from the big guy himself. So look at the, all those options if that is a big part of your family's tradition as I know it has been for mine. Another thing that can be really important for a lot of families during the holidays, this is a tradition to, for my family as well, is to find ways to volunteer as a family. And a lot of the typical volunteer opportunities are not available this year again because of COVID safety restrictions. So here's some other ideas that you can consider to keep this tradition alive of volunteering at a family, with your family during the holidays. Um, you can host your own food drive. You go out and distribute um, a, a letter to your neighbors asking for them to contribute and give them a certain time window when you'll come back through and pick up the food items. This is something that my daughter's Girl Scout troop is organizing and this is the way in which they have suggested we do it. So you let people know that you're going to be collecting and if they're interested that they can leave it out, the food offerings out for you on the front porch. So again, it's contactless. You don't have to actually ring doorbells and interact with people. They can participate by leaving it out on their front porch or if they want to drop it off on your front porch, they can do so as well. You could do something similar, um, pairing up with an organization, something like Toys for Tots, and do a gift drive. Same thing. You could get the news out to your family, friends, neighbors, um, your kids' classmates that you're doing, you're hosting a gift drive, and how they can participate, how they can um, get a gift for a certain age range of child, either a specific request, some organizations, they pair you with a family that has specific requests that you can fulfill, and then you could be the one to do the legwork to go around and, and do the pickups. Again, you could arrange this to be contactless to reduce that interaction, and then where you can do this safe COVID-friendly drop of the gifts that you are able to procure.
Hey there, parents. Are you tired of feeling like your kids are in charge at home, negotiating, demanding, and generally calling all the shots? Well, then I have a free resource for you called 10 Steps to Get Back in Charge of Your Kids. Just click the link below to download your own copy. Let's get you back in the driver's seat. There also are lots of opportunities to volunteer and you may not even know what those are. So what my suggestion would be to do a search for a type of volunteer database online, which will connect volunteers with various opportunities in your area. In the Seattle area, there's a few good ones. There's one called Seattle Works and also United Way of King County. And you can even search by your particular interest cause. Maybe your family really loves doing something for um, animal shelters. And so they can, can connect you with volunteer opportunities that could help animal shelters in your area. Or maybe you really wanna focus on providing for kids and teens who may be um, going without food or gifts during the season. And that's what you wanna be focusing on. So do a search. Um, these are really great because you can also find opportunities that are age appropriate. And these types of databases allows you to search for volunteer opportunities that would be appropriate for kids and teens given the ages of your children. There's a national organization that I love that I recently found out about called Doing Good Together. All of these opportunities are created with families in mind. And so you can take on any type of project. Their goal is to help spread acts of kindness in your community. So you go onto the organization website, doinggoodtogether.com. I'm putting links to a lot of these um, resources that I'm mentioning in my show notes, but you could just search it yourself and take on a project that might be a good fit for your family. Again, I think it's such a great opportunity for children and families to be thinking about not just, oh, what do I want for the holidays? What are my gift wishes? But also, how can I give back? How can I support? How can I give to the greater community during this time of giving, not just thinking about myself and what I want? This could be a great practice for your family. And if you've never done it before, may not be a bad idea to get started this year with volunteering as your family. Another idea for this very unique opportunity, this very unique year of holiday celebration in the time of COVID is to think about ways in which you might be able to safely gather with other people so long as it's perhaps outdoors, um, covered porches, garage, decks where you put up kind of like a tented canopy so that you can maybe gather at a safe distance with masks and spaced out. Um, you're gonna to have to, of course, prepare for the cold, depending upon your climate. Um, you might need to have to investigate getting outdoor heaters or fires, fireplaces, things like that. But there may be ways that you can safely gather with other people at a distance and not have to completely rule out any gatherings with friends or extended family members that are not part of your household during this time. So creating an outdoor space might be a good fit for you and your family given where you live and kind of the way in which your outdoor space um, is allocated in your home. Another suggestion, gosh, it is, I, I kind of started off by talking about one of the things my family loves to do is to take in our local performing arts. And gosh, is there ever a time when our local arts organizations have been hit really hard by this extended shutdown and not being able to produce 
theater and music and dance productions and um, have people come and pay for tickets. And it's just a really, really hard time for organizations in the arts. So another thing you can do as a family that would also help keep some revenue coming in for those organizations is to look at the different offerings that are available to you in your community. I'm focused again on my local community. Uh, you may be listening from another part of um, the country or even in other countries where there are likely gonna be offerings that you could look at. For me, um, like I said, we love to see the Nutcracker productions every year at uh, PNB, Pacific Northwest Ballet. Well, it just so happens that they're offering digital streaming where you can buy a pass to be able to scream a production of the Nutcracker at home. This is a fantastic opportunity also. Those tickets are very expensive. While I say that we like to watch this, it's not something we do every single year. We kind of take breaks and we sometimes will just take um, one parent and one child uh, because the tickets are expensive. Well, here's, here's an opportunity for a lower price to be able to watch something that might have in the past been cost prohibitive for you and your family. Now you can watch it together in your home um, and still send some money in the direction of the arts organization, but also makes it more affordable and everybody could watch the production together. So look at either Pacific Northwest Ballet, you don't have to live in the Northwest to participate, or perhaps your local ballet company has something similar that they are offering. Um, also, like I mentioned, my family, we love to see the production of A Christmas Carol um, every, every now and then at the ACT Theater in Seattle area. And they are producing this year for a fee, you can listen to a radio style production of this famous Christmas play. Um, my, um, my kids, again, like I said, they've loved to see this production in person, but they've never listened to a production of A Christmas Carol over the radio the way that perhaps their grandparents or great-grandparents did a long time ago. So what a neat way for kids to be exposed to just a whole nother way of taking in the arts. Interestingly enough, my um, daughter, who her high school is putting on a similar radio style production of Christmas Carol that um, she's still waiting to see if she got cast in the play. And she's going to be participating in that. So we're going to be able to maybe even get double duty that we're going to be able to listen to her production of the radio style Christmas Carol play that they're going to be doing. But I think it'd be really fun for us also to listen to what a professional theater company is putting out to kind of learn and compare and have a couple double doses of a Christmas Carol. Another idea for all of you is to create a COVID holiday bucket list. This is similar to the idea that I suggested for summer um, during the COVID time to create a bucket list of ideas of things that are are, are recommended or safe during the time of COVID that might not have otherwise been as high on the priority list of things to do, you can do the same thing for the holiday. So some of the suggestions I've already brought up could obviously easily make it onto your bucket list. Things like listen to a radio version of A Christmas Carol, stream Nutcracker, um, do a volunteer opportunity, things like that obviously could be on your bucket list. But you can also think about you know, different traditions that maybe you don't get to because your, your um, holiday time is so busy. 
that maybe you only make it to a couple of these things typically, but this is the year. This is your year where you can be making and baking and watching things and reading things where you have more time because you're not as scheduled. Let's take advantage of the benefits that come from a less scheduled holiday season. So some ideas, some of these are fairly obvious, but just to get you going on your own holiday bucket list, certainly having holiday movies. You might even, rather than saying holiday movie, you might even list the movies that you want to try and make sure to watch this here. You might also list some old school holiday crafts like stringing popcorn and cranberries as decorations for your home or your um, tree. You might want to make homemade ornaments. Um, if your family celebrates Hanukkah, maybe you could make a homemade menorah using, you know, interesting objects that um, could become part of your family's collection. You could also delve into famous, uh, not famous, but maybe famous for your family, but family recipes, um, cookies, latkes, um, how to make a homemade bush noel, things like that, that maybe you haven't had time for it in the past. Certainly, Decorating gingerbread houses is a huge favorite of my family. Maybe you haven't done it before and it could be on your list. Um, you can get kits that are already made up where you just decorate them. Or maybe this is the year to make the gingerbread house 100% from scratch, from the different components of building the house to all the candy decorations. Another thing that might be on that bucket list is maybe this is the year to finally make reusable fabric gift bags. This is something I've thought about year after year after year. We have a large family. There's a lot of gifts under that tree and therefore a lot of waste, a lot of paper and gift wrap and ribbons and tape. Maybe this is the year to be more eco-friendly and instead buy holiday fabric and create fabric gift bags. The idea being that you could wrap up gifts in these and they could be reusable year after year that you could wrap some or maybe you'll be, you'll be super productive and make tons of these gift bags and you can wrap the majority of your family's gifts in these gift bags. This would also be a great idea to make a whole set of these reusable fabric gift bags as gifts for other people who could, again, use these year after year and not have quite so much waste. Um, I have put a link to a pretty easy step-by-step -step, um, guide for how to make these gift bags. They do require sewing skills, although I know there are other options and other ways that you can make gift bags if sewing is not something you know how to do and you want to find other ways in which you can use reusable fabric um, gift bags to be eco-friendly. And again, that could be a great thing for a family project to end up on that bucket list. Another idea for the bucket list is to have maybe a family holiday read aloud several nights a week, if not every night. These could be individual favorite um, Christmas storybooks, or maybe you wanna dive into a classic like Dickens' A Christmas Carol. I mentioned a couple versions of that that you could take on in terms of watching or listening to A Christmas Carol, but what about the actual book itself? What about reading Dickens' A Christmas Carol out loud as a family this holiday season? Okay, so other ideas that, again, all of these ideas, of course, could land on your bucket list, but the bucket list might want to be 
like smaller items that you want to be able to be sure to check off as many as possible. Other ideas that are more kind of like thematic things to rethink given this time. One has to do with music. Music is a big part of celebrating the holidays for my family. I know it is for many of you also. Yes, of course, listening, but many people have a tradition of singing and caroling or gathering together in their religious um, faith uh, worship houses and singing together. And that's largely not possible this year. You know, sing, singing um, indoors is one of those things that they have identified as being one of the most uh, risky given the COVID pandemic and how the virus spreads. So maybe caroling and gathering together in, in these singing um, singing together with groups is not possible, but it doesn't mean that you cannot enjoy the making and singing of music in this season, maybe just in a different way. So certainly you could be doing more gathering together as a family and singing through fam fam favorite holiday songs. You can get recording um, almost karaoke style tracks to holidays and sing along with those, or you could sing along with the greats, the Frank Sinatra's of this world and their, um, their renditions of songs that there's recordings of. Um, you can also arrange a Zoom holiday music sing-along with other family and friends near and far. Or maybe you want to arrange some type of a Zoom holiday talent show with other family members or friends where each family presents a different act, a different, they've prepared a different song that they're going to perform for each other over Zoom. Just another fun idea, something you can do to kind of mix it up and make it different given the time that we're in. Another fun idea would be to coordinate a secret Santa gift exchange. Again, this can be contactless. So you can find a way to generate um, and, and get anybody who's interested in participating, get their names generated so that they can be um, secret and they get the name of somebody who's participating and then leave a gift or gifts on the front door or mail it if it's somebody who doesn't live nearby. And then, um, you know, give some hints and then gather together. Again, this could be done virtually, some type of a reveal party where they get to find out and reveal who their secret Santa um, was. So that's another fun idea. Similar to this idea and also similar to an idea I give out during the holiday COVID um, episode, um, I talked about boo bags and the tradition of dropping off little bags of treats and knocking on the door and then dashing away and having it be a secret um, somebody who kind of you leave a secret treat for during the holidays, um, sorry, during Halloween time. Well, a similar idea has just recently come about that I just learned about, which is the same kind of idea, but instead called a holiday door drop. My friend, um, Misha Parrott, she actually designed my 3D parent logo. She is incredibly talented um, interior decorator, party planner, and also brand um graphic designer and she has a lovely design is the name of her company and she has an incredible Instagram and Facebook page where she uh, designs parties and things of that nature. Well, she just posted this idea of a holiday door drop. Um, one of the things she does in her business is she designs um, different parties and things for the company Orient Oriental Trading. And so this was a post using materials 
from Oriental Trading and they always have great deals going on. So the idea behind this holiday door draft is to put together a festive bag full of crafts and activities and perhaps some treats and then to drop them off on someone's door. And again, you could reveal yourself or you could make it be a mystery, kind of like the boo bags where you drop it, ring the doorbell, run away and leave some holiday cheer for somebody in your neighborhood or a friend that you know would really appreciate this as a family. So I've put a link to a lovely design in this particular post um, that um, I just recently saw. So you can check it out and see what I'm talking about and get some more ideas of how you might be able to do this with your family and friends and involve other people in it. The idea behind the boo bag is that if you've been booed, now you need to go pass it on and boo somebody else. So this could become a whole chain of holiday cheer if you're gonna start a new tradition with your friends and neighbors to do this holiday door drop, perhaps suggest that they now go do something similar for somebody else and keep the chain going. Like I said, I've included links to a lot of the different um, resources that I have suggested in my episode today. Like I said, some of these are specific to the Seattle area, but many of them would be universally applicable no matter where you live. And if you can't find something that I mentioned, like a holiday light display where you live, maybe hop on the road and drive someplace. We're talking about something that's going to happen inside your car with your family. So it's probably safe to go ahead and take on something that might be a little further away than just right down the street, like a holiday light supply, um, a holiday light display. Thanks so much. I hope I provide you with some great ideas to get started with thinking about how you can make a really fun, merry COVID holiday season for you and your family. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to the 3D Parent Podcast. I hope it has provided you with the inspiration you need for building stronger relationships with your children and trusting your instincts when it comes to parenting. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered on the podcast, or if you'd like one-on-one parent coaching, head over to the3dparent.com and click the contact tab to send me your question. If today's discussion empowered your parenting, please be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social media. So take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me at the3dparent. I look forward to meeting you here again next week on the 3D Parent Podcast.